Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online, so you can access it from anywhere in the world. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whenever it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist with no additional cost. With BetterHelp, you, got, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% of your first month at betterhelp.com slash how to survive society. That's better com slash how to survive society. Hello, survivors. This is your girl, Abby Ayola Williams, and you're now listening to How to Survive Society. How to Survive Society is a weekly podcast that features survivors. These are people that have been through the ringers in life. They've been through hell and back, but they choose to stay positive. They choose to win. They choose to thrive and they choose to survive. So let's get right into it. Hello, survivors. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of How to Survive Society. Today, I have a very special guest. His name is Brandon Beliso, and he's a TEDx talk speaker, author. He has an eighth degree black belt. Wow, that's impressive. And, <laughs> and he does a lot of um, mindset development, helping you live purposely and things like that. So thank you, Brandon, for coming on. And how are you doing today? Abby, I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful. Thank you so much. Um, so let's see. Let's say somebody wants to develop a brand based on their purpose. How would they be able to do that? Um, I, I think it's understanding what your why is, what your purpose here. I mean, first and foremost, right? A lot of people, there's that great Simon Sinek piece, the golden circle. People often sell from, you know, what are we? We're a pizza parlor. How do we do it? We make pizza. But it's really the why, because the why creates an emotional connection with people. And it's from that place that I truly believe people can create an emotional connection. And that's where people buy from. So knowing your why is the key to creating a brand based on purpose. Yeah, I mean, think of something like Nike. Nike is just do it, right? People create that emotional connection. They're doers, they're action takers, you know, and that's where Nike began. And that's why people wear it. I mean, just a rubber shoe when the day's done. And it's it's really that why. That's that's amazing. So tell me, where did you grow up and um, how was your childhood growing up? Well, you know, for me, that was a challenge at the age of 11 months. I was in foster care. By the time my parents got us back for a brief period of time, uh, we were on welfare and food stamps. My father was extremely abusive physically, beat my mom, beat us. Um, and then my mom left my dad for his best friend because she saw it was the only way out of that situation. So, yeah, growing up was very challenging. 
Very challenging. Wow, that's that's wild. Your mom mm-hmm. left your father for his best friend. Yeah. How did you? Yeah. And did he try to be like a stepfather to you guys, or like no. how did that even work out? Not at all. No. He, he he wanted to start his own family. So fundamentally, mm-hmm. my father was left with us, and my mom was unavailable. Wow, I'm so sorry to hear that. So, how's your relationship with your mother and father now? Uh, my mother passed away a little over a, a decade ago. My father, I haven't spoken to in about thirty years. Oof. Wow. Um, sorry to hear that one one more time. Yeah, but 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 it's okay. You, you know, I think when we think about things like that, uh, I was born into victimhood. I mean, I don't think any 11-month-old child wants to be taken away and put in the foster care system. There's not a single child that wants to be beaten by their parents, right? I was molested at eight. I was molested at 12. That wasn't a choice. So the challenge with that is, as we grow, that victim mindset becomes who we are. And today, I don't believe things happened to me. They happen for me. So as long as I live from the victim mindset, then I can blame everybody. I can blame my dad. I can blame my mom for my life. I can make excuses and nobody would blame me. You know, it's very standard when I share my upbringing, people respond with, I'm sorry. And I understand that from an empathetic heart that I'm I'm sure that you have. And I recognize that, hmm, how can I play this one? And I did for years, Abby in relationships with women and anything that I did, if I failed, it's because my dad didn't do this. My mom didn't do that. And once I recognized that was debilitating that victim mindset, you know, I really began down that path of, of changing that. Wow. Thank you for admitting that because I do find that, especially like in North America, a lot of people do have that victim mindset, like, Oh, because of the way that I grew up or because the way my mother treated me or my father treated me or my family members treated me. That's why I'm this way. I could never change because of it's their fault, you know? So I applaud you for, you know, recognizing that the victim mindset doesn't get you anywhere. You have to have, you have to change your mentality. So I can somebody go from a victim mindset to a mindset where they're like, you know what, what happened to me was in the past. I'm not going to let that define me. I'm going to move forward and live my best life. So I can somebody change from that victim mindset to like a thriving mindset. Well, I think it's understanding good shame and bad shame. You know, good shame is um, I shouldn't sleep with my best friend's girlfriend. Bad shame is you should be ashamed because you were molested at eight. Right. There's good shame and bad shame. And I think once we begin to embrace that and recognize what we went through as children, that again, that happened to us. Right. And, and, and it's not our fault. Yet we take that on and we repeat that behavior. And that's what leads to depression. You know, Lao Tse, a great Chinese uh, philosopher said, if I live in the past, I'm depressed. If I live in the future, I'm anxious. If I live right here, right now in the present, I'm at peace. In the present moment, I'm not a victim. In the present moment, I'm not poor. In the present moment, I'm not abused. So why let that tape from the past live again and again and again? So it creates that depression is I'm trying to change the past and you cannot change it. And that's what creates that fixed mindset. 
that take place over and over, Abby, in our mind again and again and again and again. That fixed mindset, I want to go back. I want to change that past and I cannot. So really the challenge is moving from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. Thank you for that. That's that's amazing. You have to go from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset in order for you to grow. So can you, um, let's dive into how you got into like martial arts. Like what made you go into that? Uh, it wasn't a choice. My father owned a martial arts school. He was my mm-hmm. teacher, my coach. So it, it was put upon me. It was put upon oh, me. But, okay. but today, but today, I mean, I love it. I have two of my own schools. I didn't open up my schools until I was 38 because uh, I've owned other businesses. I've had other careers, but we have two martial arts schools that have over 900 students. Last year, we did 1.85 million. So I, I, I've taken what started out as a very, um, abusive situation. My martial arts training was very abusive with my father and through the, my own personal healing at 38, I decided, you know what? I, I want to do this. So one of my businesses are these martial arts schools. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I like that. That even though you were thrown into it, but you found your passion in it afterwards. Absolutely. That, that That's pretty dope. <laughs> so um, how do you discover your purpose? You know, because sometimes people just don't know why they're here. You know, that's where that's what brings depression, anxiety and mental illness, because sometimes you just don't know what you're supposed to do or what your passion is. So how do you even discover that? I think by being one, you know, very humble enough to admit that what I'm doing might be simply survival. I mean, I know what it's, it is to survive. You know, I've been without food for three days, the electricity being turned off. Growing up with the mindset, what do you think? Money grows on trees. Money's the root of all evil. What do you think? I'm made of money. So money was a great source of pain and suffering growing up. So that survival mode, you know, growing up in the ghettos that I did was very normal. And I recognize surviving is not the same as living. Surviving is not the same as thriving. And I choose to thrive. I genuinely do. And that I believe is a conscious choice. And once you recognize that, then I don't want to work a nine to five. I don't want to wake up 40 years from now with a gold watch and a pension. That's never been my purpose here. So once I discovered my purpose and that personally is to live my best life. And then through that example and through what I've learned experiences, I help individuals, companies, uh, teams cultivate that. So uh, your purpose is so important because whether you make money or not today, I'm happy because I'm living my purpose. And and for me, that's that's always what it's about. Money's just a tool. Mm-hmm. And when I recognize, yeah, but you know, growing up poor, money had I was I thought money was so important. It was so important. And now that it's no longer an issue in my life, money takes on a whole different meaning. Takes on a mm-hmm. whole different meaning. That makes sense. Seeing mm-hmm. money as a yeah. tool. And your servant and not your master, because a lot of people see money as their master. That's where you get that um, saying money's at the root of all evil and all those well, things. I mean, you know, Abby, look on a dollar bill and God we trust. When you make money your God, you're in a very compromising position. Right. So you, so you can't do a post without wearing Louis Vuitton or, or Gucci, you know, things of that nature. Um, so I'm, I'm ever mindful. Money doesn't define me. Right. It, it, there was a great scene in Wall Street where the father said to the son, if, if you judge me by how thick my wallet is, you know, I've taught you nothing. 
right? I, I think the person who is richest in the words of the Dalai Lama is the one who could be happiest with the least. So if you can be happy for who you are and what you have and find that sense of gratitude in the breath you've been given right now, the most, th- you know, the most thing I'm happy for is being with you. And right now this is all that matters. And that's what makes me rich, you know, and the money, money is just a byproduct of living that. That, that is, I like the analogy of not letting money be your master. No. You let it serve you. And you're right. Money's not everything because a lot of people do have money, but they're not happy, you know? So you're right about that. It's just a matter of changing your mindset and realizing that money's not everything. So let's talk about your books. How many books mm-hmm. have you written? Um, I have one book called Live, Learn, Grow. And that's really like an autobiographical journey of what got me from poverty and foster homes to where I'm now. I have a children's book called The Adventures of Bray and Tay, uh, which is I'm very passionate about life skills education. And this book is on focus. The cool thing is nobody's born with life skills. So nobody's born with empathy, confidence, resilience, discipline, respect. Nobody's born with these skills, but they can be taught. And through practice, they become habit. So another one of my companies is Kids Love Life Skills, which is an international character development system used all over the world. So I have two books and I've written for major magazines. Um, I've guested on, I've written for many blogs, things of that nature. That is good. So what what was your text? TEDx talk about because um, uh, you say you're a text. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I've got a TED talk. Just Google it. It's called Happy on Purpose. That our purpose in life is to be happy, but we have to define what happiness is for us, right? Not what somebody else's version of happy. Um, and make it your purpose every day you wake up. Being happy is not easy because you have to work at it. You have to find out what makes you unhappy and stop doing that, you know, and then cultivate environments, learning experiences that feed into that. Because I think we're all here to be happy. Even even through my suffering, even through suffering, you can find happiness. And that's what people mistaken, you know, in a Western culture, we frown on on suffering so much. Whereas, you know, suffering is a way of life. We're going to have financial hardship. We're going to have heartbreak. People we love are going to die. And Uh things are going to end. And that's just simply part of life. And if you can find a way to be happy through that, through your suffering, then you've really mastered life. And that's that's a lot of what the talk is about. Mm, Nice. I like that. Happy on purpose. Mm. That's a really good topic. So let's say um, uh, somebody out there, like, you know, a survivor out there is going through like the worst time in their life, you know, because we're just getting out of pandemic a lot of people lost their jobs health issues from you know the pandemic and mental issues and stuff so how can that person see the light at the end of the tunnel and realize that what they're feeling right now would not is not the end of it all you know how how can they uh, transition from that phase in their life to a more happy place Well, when we're in that place, it's very emotional, right? It's extremely emotional. We've dug a hole so deep. We feel that despair. We look up. There's no way out, you know, and so we just give up. 
And that's why the suicide rate and everything's so high, anxiety, depression, because people have given up. And really what it's about is, for me, it's faith. It's believing in what you can't see, Abby. And even though we can't see, you said it right at the beginning. You said, well, the light at the end of the tunnel, you know it's there. How do you know if you're in all this darkness? Because you believe. And there's that great saying, this too shall pass. I guarantee you this this happy moment will pass. Well, guess what? A hard time, it will pass too. And that's data. Everybody can pretty much say that in their lives. They've had the highs, they've had the lows, the good times and the bad. Well, the bad times we're going through, they'll pass. They will pass. Thank you for that. So, um, yeah, that you're right. Like, everything has its time and place. I've always said that, you know, no situation is permanent. No. Just because you're down today doesn't mean you're going to be down tomorrow. And just because you're up today doesn't mean you're going to be up tomorrow. So I've always said that. So that's good that you said that. And then um, any last thing you would like to tell the listeners out there before we go? You know, that you deserve the best. But in order to deserve the best, you have to do and be your best. And I will never achieve that if I live simply in survival mode. I need to thrive. I need to live. And that means sometimes you have to let go of unhealthy relationships or outmoded thinking. And sometimes you have to throw yourself with reckless abandon into love and into, you know, new adventures and the unknown. I'm not afraid of what I don't know. I'm afraid of what I do know because that limited thinking of what I do know stops me from seeing the opportunities, the learning experiences that are right here in front of me today. That's that's amazing. So if someone wants to get your book now, how can they get your book? Yeah, I mean, the book is available at Amazon.com. And if you don't want to read it, you can listen to it on Audible. Um, I narrated the book as well, and it's available on Kindle. And that's at Amazon.com. Okay, thank you so much no, thank for you, coming on. And I really appreciate all the gems that you dropped. And for the survivors out there. There's a light at the end of the tunnel and no situation is permanent. So just always remember that no matter what you're going through. Thank you so much. Thank you, Abby. Big, big thank you to our guest for um, for today. And if you would like to learn more about today's topic, please go on howtosurvivesociety.com. There you can get um, some life skills courses and some merchandise and, um, Contact me if you would like to be a guest on the show. So thank you so much for tuning in and have yourself a lovely day. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new marketing channel, have a message you want to share with the world, or just think it would be fun to have your own talk show, podcasting is an easy, inexpensive, and fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners, and the team at Buzzsprout 
is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over a hundred thousand podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's create something great together. So if you ever need help to start your own podcast, reach out to me. And then you know what you can do also, you know, you can follow the link in the show notes, in the show notes that lets Buzzsprout know that hi sent you so you can get a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan. And you can also support the show that way. So yeah, so if you're looking to start your own podcast, reach out to me, follow the link under the notes show and you'll be able to sign up and get a $20 Amazon card. Yeah.